Today, as a bonus short episode of Pieces of Wisdom, I'll be talking to Councillor Stephen Lawrence about a new development facing Dubbo and the surrounding regions, a new drug rehabilitation centre here in Dubbo. Thanks for coming back onto the podcast, Stephen, after a very interesting episode one. Hey, Finn. Good to be here, mate. So, what is a drug court? Yeah, look, a drug court is um, a special sort of court. Um, It's at the um, equivalent uh, level of a district court, which is the court that does most criminal matters in New South Wales, but it's not the district court. It's its own separate special court. And the main function of a drug court is uh, to take people who are willing to enter the drug court program, and they have to be people that have committed a fairly serious offence and are facing um, a term of imprisonment as a consequence of that. And the drug court basically gives them a special chance, and it's a chance to not go to jail, and it requires them uh, to enter into a lengthy uh, program as part of the drug court program, where they normally go into residential rehabilitation, and then they do a range of rehabilitation activities under the supervision of the court. Uh, So they go back and forth to the court quite a bit. And they only get to graduate from the drug court program and not go to jail if they can prove to the drug court that they have addressed the underlying causes of their criminal offending, which with these sort of people um, who are generally drug addicted, it means that they have dealt with the underlying drug addiction that has caused them uh, to enter into a life of crime in the first place. And what types of drugs does the drug court cover? Uh, The drug court covers... Uh, essentially um, all illicit drugs. Uh, So you have to be someone who um, is addicted to drugs, as that uh, phrase is defined in drug law in New South Wales. So, look, it's everything uh, from cannabis potentially through to heroin, um, amphetamine, ice uh, certainly is covered by it. Um, And why do we need this here in Dubbo? Look, it's needed here in Dubbo, Finn, because... We, unfortunately, have a very high rate of drug misuse and drug addiction in our community. And, look, that's hurting the people that have fallen into that way of life and certainly hurting their families. But it's also hurting the community through, especially through the causing of crime. And, look, it's my view that that the research has been undertaken in relation to the drug court. And what the research shows is that unlike a lot of other things that we do in the criminal justice system, uh, the drug court program actually actually reduces reoffending. Um, and what that means is that it reduces crime, it reduces the amount of people that are getting bashed in the street potentially, uh, people that are getting their houses broken into, all sorts of awful things uh, that people that are... Uh, that addicted to drugs can do, and I think we need a drug court in Dubbo to um, uh, to address all of those issues. And why does uh, sending people to the drug court differ? Why does it matter that you do that rather than sending them to jail? I think that's got to do with uh, the drug court program, <clears throat> and what it normally starts with, Finn, is the person goes into residential rehabilitation and detoxification normally for three months. So the person has, uh, in effect, a breather uh, where they go into a rehab centre and they address their immediate drug addiction and get uh, basically clean of drugs. Uh, But it doesn't end there. Uh, The person then stays in for a fairly lengthy program where they um, have to undergo all sorts of rehabilitation and treatment as directed and they have to satisfy the court uh, that they should pass the program. 
What's the difference between a drug court and a drug rehabilitation centre? So a drug rehabilitation centre is um, a community facility, a piece of community infrastructure, which is normally, um, if it's in the city, it's normally um, a building uh, that has places uh, for people to sleep and places for people to eat and live and also do treatment and rehabilitation programs. Uh, When you see them in the country uh, areas, they tend to be out in the sort of rural areas a bit and it's basically a place uh, for people to get away from from their usual life and get treatment for their drug problems. Um, a drug court, on the other hand, is is actually a court. It's a place that, that exists to punish people and to sentence people for criminal offences. But the two are closely linked in the sense that an essential uh, part of the drug court program is rehabilitation, is a stint um, in residential rehabilitation. So for a place like Dubbo, what uh, we've worked out is that We can't have a drug court unless we first have a residential rehab centre. Um, It's what you might call an essential building block of having a drug court in Dubbo. And how many people will the uh, rehabilitation centre service? Yeah, look, the numbers vary and there's a number um, of different models around. Um, I think that our centre would certainly need to cater for, at a minimum, somewhere between 25 and 35 people. Um, Yeah, but look, Dubbo is a service centre for broader Western New South Wales in lots of different ways. So I think we might end up building on that centre and having bigger numbers. So as you said, it's a hub. Does having a drug rehabilitation centre here mean that it is in place for communities around Dubbo or does this development just affect Dubbo? Look, it will primarily serve Dubbo, uh, but what we see here in Dubbo is there is a very high rate of people moving in and out of town and people in Dubbo that have a lot of family and other connections to different parts of Western New South Wales, and a lot of people moving around uh, between, let's say, Dubbo and Burke, or Dubbo and Walgett, um, or Dubbo and Wilcannia and Broken Hill even. So, look, I think our centre will primarily serve the region, uh, but will also uh, serve those communities as well. Has there been any community feedback from Dubbo (coughs) about this topic? Yeah, there has. Um, And look, this is something uh, that Council has been advocating for for a number of years now. So we certainly have received feedback um, as part of that process. And overwhelmingly, I've found uh, the feedback to be be really positive, uh, to be pretty positive. You certainly get the occasional person, particularly maybe on social media particularly, who might say, oh, this is not the right way to deal with druggies and we just need to throw them all in jail and so forth. But the overwhelming uh, feeling that I get from the community is that people understand uh, that you need to have a criminal justice system, but you also need to have treatment and rehabilitation. And I think there is a broad and growing understanding in Dubbo that we should have had these services um, a long time ago, uh, that we've been deprived of them and that really it's a matter of equality of services between the country and the city, and people, I think, are very strongly supportive of this project. Um, I saw that uh, Ben Shield said that when he went into office, he advocated for a rehab centre, and why are we, so why are we getting this now rather than uh, earlier? Yeah, look, it's been um, a bit of a gradual process, and what happened was when the new council was elected um, now sort of three years ago almost, we immediately, it was one of the first things that we did, we committed to this project. We said that Dubbo needs a rehabilitation centre and we formally 
agreed that we would provide land for the building of that centre. And no particular place has been chosen. We've nominated a number of different parcels of land that council has. <clears throat> then after the state election last year, uh, the federal government announced $3 million in funding for the centre. And that was a really exciting breakthrough moment for us. But what we're now waiting for, and we hope that we're uh, very much on the edge of getting this, is a commitment from the state government to provide the money that will be needed every year to fund the centre. And we certainly think that it's appropriate that the state government does fund it because this sort of centre, Finn, will save the state government a lot of money. Uh, will save the state government a lot of money. So, for example, um, it probably costs somewhere between $150,000 and $200,000 to keep someone in jail. And we would certainly expect that this centre will keep a lot of people out of jail because it will treat those underlying causes of why they end up in jail. Um, it'll save money on police expenditure. It'll save a lot of money uh, that the health department might otherwise be spending. So we think it's really appropriate and fair that the state government stump up some money for the project. And look, the state government has certainly not ruled it out. And Dougal Saunders, our local MP, has talked about it in, uh, in quite a positive way quite a number of times. So we have our fingers crossed and hope that he will make a positive announcement soon. And what are some of the reasons for people who are addicted to drugs to not seek rehabilitation? Look, one of the real challenges at the moment for people is that there's not a centre locally where they can go to. Uh, the nearest ones are in Bawarana um, or in Orange. And look, the one in Orange is certainly a great facility, but it has all sorts of rules and conditions and long waiting lists as well. So there just isn't services that are available when people actually need and want them. And, you know, you see, Finn, with people who are unfortunately suffering drug addiction that, that there needs to be services available when they're ready. And you're talking about people whose lives can be quite unstable and quite chaotic sometimes. So if a window of opportunity opens where that person is seeking treatment, uh, you need to have it available, you know, pretty much at short notice and it's just not available at the moment. There is a real shortage of these services in regional New South Wales and particularly in Dubbo, and that's a real obstacle to people accessing it. And what's the difference in access in, to rehabilitation centres in urban uh, areas to regional, out, out to rural and remote areas? There is a lot more services in the city. Yeah, that's uh, the raw fact. There is a lot more services in the city. Certainly there are waiting lists in the city as well, um, but there is a lot more services. I mean, we don't have any service here in Dubbo and we don't have any services in a large area around us in terms of residential rehabilitation. And as, as the service gets uh, less and less... Um, yeah, as less and less frequent, do you see a rise in people who have... Who are on drugs? Look, we have a very high rate of drug misuse um, in our community and that has to do, I think, with a range of factors and particularly socioeconomic factors that um, are across our community. But I think the lack of availability of services is certainly a contributing factor. And what's really tragic, Finn, is that if you look at the statistics uh, for drug overdoses that kill people. We have a very high rate in the Central West over a five-year period. I don't have the exact figure here, but you're talking about hundreds of people 
and that's a very high rate compared to the state average. So we have real problems here and I don't think up until now we've been doing enough to deal with them. Um, there's been some talk in the media about a drug court or rehab centre and it's increased in recent weeks. Does that mean you're getting closer to that or is there another reason? <clears throat> Look, I certainly hope that we're getting closer and I think the media attention and the media focus on it is probably a product of the fact that the state government um, has commissioned last year, or it might have been the year before that it was actually formally set up, um, a commission of inquiry into the drug ICE. And Dougal Saunders, our state MP, has long said that he'll make an announcement about a rehabilitation centre for Dubbo after the ICE inquiry um, has concluded and after the recommendations have been released. Now, the ICE inquiry report was handed to the government about two or three weeks ago now. So I think there's a feeling out there in the community that the time has now come for the state government uh, to make its announcement. And I suppose you generally see in the lead-up to the state government or federal governments making a decision about this sort of thing, that people who care about it start to speak out and campaign about it. And I think it's really important that they do, Finn, because there's a lot of different pressures on the state budget, and we've just seen the bushfires over the summer that have caused all this additional expenditure uh, that's, uh, that's now going to be needed. So it would be really sad if this important project in Dubbo all of a sudden became too expensive. So it's certainly good to see public pressure. Um, and do you think that providing an inquiry into ICE, um, like the state government is doing, is the right step forward in providing a safe and secure location for people to get over drug addictions? Look, I don't expect the ICE inquiry uh, to reinvent the wheel. I don't expect the ICE inquiry to say anything that we don't already know about rehabilitation and the need for more rehabilitation services in regional New South Wales. Certainly, it may prove to be a worthwhile inquiry in terms of its, its investigation um, of uh, the production um, and the distribution of methamphetamine. There might be all sorts of new things that can drive intelligence-based policing and so forth. But in terms of rehabilitation services, we've known for a long time that there's a shortage in regional areas and a lot of work and research has gone, has gone, has gone in over the years into looking at that question of how you, how you help people. And I suspect the ICE inquiry in that respect uh, will probably regurgitate some of those uh, findings and so forth. But I will be surprised if there's anything that is really new in relation to rehabilitation services. And now just changing track a little bit. So you can only appeal to the New South Wales Drug Court if you commit only non-violent offences. Why would you only focus on non-violent offences? That's a very good question. Um, that was a choice that was made by the Parliament because the Drug Court operates under an Act of Parliament, the Drug Court Act, <clears throat> and the parliamentarians chose to not make eligible for the Drug Court people that are standing to be sentenced for violent offences. And I think, Finn, part of their reasoning might have been that if we got a situation where someone committed a really horrible violent offence and they became eligible or were chosen for the Drug Court, that it might undermine public support for the drug court because it's probably true to say that the, you know, the type of criminal offences that particularly cause controversy and worry and concern in the community are violent offences. 
And I think the parliament simply decided that it was too hard to give the drug court uh, that particular responsibility and that they could avoid controversy and avoid undermining public support for the court by just not including violent offenders in there, which, you know, there's a downside to that, I suppose, and the downside to that is that people that have committed a violent drug-fueled offence won't be able to get that same support and help from the drug court program. So you would certainly hope that corrective services would be putting the right amount of resources and treatment into making sure that they get treated in custody for their drug problems and also any other things that are causing their violence and that they get that assistance in the community when they're, uh, let's say, on parole and so forth. Um, so... Uh, how does this issue affect young people in communities around Australia? Oh, look, I think it affects young people in all sorts of ways. Um, you know, tragically, we see, see some young people in our community that, that are born into families who unfortunately have drug problems. And what we see is that when a family has drug problems in it, that there's a lot more of other sorts of problems, let's uh, say domestic violence, let's say poor education outcomes, all sorts of other things. So people, you know, kids can uh, be growing up in these environments exposed to these problems, but it can affect them throughout their life in all sorts of ways. Um, And that's what's so important about having the right services in place to break what you could call these intergenerational cycles um, of drug abuse and violence. So, by reducing domestic violence and things, those things that you mentioned, those intergenerational cycles, does that take uh, push you a step closer to reducing uh, drug use? Oh, very much so, I think. I mean, look, what I've sort of found, Finn, in my different work in the criminal law and, um, you know, different things that I've done, including my work on council, is that there's a really close relationship between trauma trauma, um, uh, drug use and crime and we sort of sometimes treat them separately in a way but it's one big complicated problem in people's lives that tends to be linked to all three and they sort of interplay with each other and I really hope that we can set up a rehabilitation centre in Dubbo that um, is informed and understands uh, the relationship between trauma Um, And drug use, for example, that's such a problem in our community um, and mental illness as well. And that really is tackling these problems from all the directions that you have to. Um, So how long have you spent trying to lobby this program? Uh, Too long, I think, Finn. (laughs) So I've been involved in this since 2010, I think it was, or 2011, Um, Um, I came to Dubbo in 2010 to work at the Aboriginal Legal Service and was involved in advocacy around the need for a rehab centre then. And then in 2013 or 2014, I became a bit of a spokesperson for the Iranian Law Society on the issue. And then I was a Labor candidate in the state election in 2015 and I campaigned on it quite a lot. And then um, it fed into the work that I've done on council. So, yeah, the best part of 10 years, and I hope that it's about to all come together with a really positive announcement from the state government. And who are some others that have really helped you with this project? Oh, there's so many people in Dubbo who've been involved in it. Um, Sharon Thomas is someone in Dubbo that's been involved in it very heavily. Bill Dickens 
Uh, Sharon uh, works in different capacities in the legal space in Dubbo. Bill Dickens is a solicitor in charge of Legal Aid. Uh, ben Shields, the mayor, has been very, very supportive of this. Uh, Dougal Zorn is our state MP. I would definitely put him as a person that's been supporting it. But a whole range of people from a whole range of agencies, I can't name them all, but it's been a real community effort. Um, and what made you deem this project so worthy uh, to invest your efforts to advocate for it? Look, for me, it probably goes back to you know the work I did at the Aboriginal Legal Service, where uh, primarily I was offering legal services to people, but you just get really uh, taken aback, I suppose, at first when you're dealing uh, with people, young people predominantly, who, who might be in trouble with the law, but they also have these drug problems that are, are the real underlying problem, and you're working in a community in a place where there just isn't any services to help them. And I mean, I'd come here from Canberra, where there's really a plentitude of services, I think, in comparison... So it was just something that I found quite shocking um, and deplorable and something that I thought uh, would be a worthwhile use um, of my resources in terms of getting involved in it. Um, and then different things that I did along the way just so happened to give me more opportunities to advocate on it. So I've continued to do that because I care about it and I think it's the right thing to do. Um, you said you came from Canberra. Were you aware of this issue? And do you think others in that, do you think others in Canberra are aware of this issue? Look, I wasn't. I was working um, in Canberra doing different things and I had just never turned my mind to, to the lack of rehabilitation services um, in country New South Wales. But I came here uh, for a particular job that I wanted to do and then I became aware of it. So, look, I think there's probably not that many people in Canberra who are aware of it, but it was certainly good to see Mark Coulton, our federal MP, be in a position to commit $3 million to the project last year. So Mark has obviously become aware of it and, you know, he was able to get that money out of the Federal Health Department, which which I think is really important. It's going to help us to build the buildings, basically. Um, so did you first become aware of this problem um, with your work at the Legal, at the legal cent- Service Centre? Yeah, that's right. Like, we would often have people <clears throat> who are in custody or certainly facing charges and... The real problem was drug addiction and it would really help their court outcome as well to get them into rehab to show that they uh, had that commitment and there simply wasn't the services available. And so you'd go through the process of trying to get them into services in Sydney or services in other parts of country New South Wales, but often you just couldn't make it happen because there was no service nearby. And look, we also had clients who just weren't willing to travel. They just weren't willing to leave their family and their community to do it, so was a real problem. And I know this is your second time around, but what's one piece of wisdom you'd like to share with the community about this issue? Look, I think this community needs um, to take seriously its, its uh, social problems and it's not just in, in uh, respect of the rehab centre. There's a whole uh, raft of other things that I think that we don't have here. And so I suppose I would just um, hope that people in the community see beyond um, the law and order campaigns that sometimes sort of pop up in politics, certainly on social media, and realise that we need to deal with the underlying causes of crime. We can sort of throw people in jail, uh, but funnily enough, it actually makes crime worse. That concludes our bonus mini-episode for Pieces of Wisdom. 
It was great talking to Mr. Lawrence, and I hope his amazing projects continue to benefit Dubbo and the surrounding regions for long into the future.